20-month-old Quentin Simon was reported missing from his Savannah, Georgia home on October 5th. Police suspected that his body was placed in a dumpster, and investigators have been searching for his body in a nearby landfill for a month. Today, the 21st of November, his mother, Leilani Simon, has been arrested and charged with murder, as his remains have finally been found. everybody welcome to the true crime squad this is katie weaver i'm here with my sister co-host and partner in crime christy brower hello hello happy uh tuesday yeah <laughs> it is is our tuesday edition uh mm-hmm. edition is that what we call these episode uh, I don't know. <laughs> we say something different every time so whatever we can do whatever we want so it's whatever <laughs> yeah well how's it going what you been up to good um if I've been up to very little to be perfectly honest <laughs> is it That's bad okay. I'm just spending a lot of time watching baking competition shows this week I mean it is no. Thanksgiving week in the U.S. and I just don't really care <laughs> like, I think that's good motivation honestly. level not high let's just put it that way oh it's a vacation week at least it kind of feels like it here in the U.S. right and also true crime is so heavy right now Ugh. That uh, I think some happy distractions are absolutely called for. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I would much rather yell at the TV criticizing people's bakes than, you know. This is rubbish, Carolyn! (laughs) Poor Carolyn, I don't even know who that is. Bondit is way too thick. (laughs) Terrible. Also, I don't know how to use fondant, but I can tell you. Never used it. But I've watched enough of these shows to know that's too thick. There you go. We uh, watched a movie on Netflix today, uh, this evening, the new, uh, oh, I can't remember what it's called. It's about dreams, something dreams. This makes a terrible story because now I can't remember who's in it either. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like it was really memorable. Go find it on Netflix. It's great. (laughs) You probably can't because you don't know the name or who's in it, but hey, whatever. Uh, Okay, we were watching it, me and the kids, but I was really mostly researching my case. So, what can I say? Yeah. Yeah, because you have a house full. I do. I have all my Mm -hmm. kids home for the whole week for Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and their dogs. So, we are really quite the zoo. Mm -hmm. But it's good. We did Costco today and the fancy Mm -hmm. meat store. And I sat in the car while they did Albertsons because I couldn't do anymore. think we have everything we need to get us through the week if, if we don't we don't need it that's right. that's what i know absolutely well there's a whole lot going on in, in true crime today big uh, <laughs> breaking news events today several of them so mm-hmm. christy i'm going to turn the mic over to you for a case update yes So we all know, or if you've been watching us lately, you know that there was a break in the Michael Vaughn case recently. Uh, A woman named Sarah Wondra has been arrested for um, failure to report a death. And apparently she has reported, along with other people, things to do with Michael Vaughn's death and the disposal of his body. Well, 
something rather interesting did occur today. Uh, Sarah was in court today and um, the judge had ordered a competency evaluation for Sarah. And if you have watched any of our other episodes talking about her, you know why. She, when she first appeared in court, she said her first name was her husband's name, not hers. And Mm -hmm. she seems very confused and kind of word salad-y, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was found not mentally fit to proceed. So she will be going into a state psychiatric hospital. Her hearings are currently vacated and her case is on hold for now. Mm -hmm. uh, While she goes to the Department of Health and Welfare here in Idaho for some treatment. Mm -hmm. Now, we know Idaho does not have an insanity defense, but Idaho does have uh, the option to be found um, incompetent to stand trial, which just means that this person is not able to understand the charges against them and to uh, assist in their own defense. We're very familiar with this. If you follow us with the Daybell Vallow case. We know we've been here with Lori Vallow. She just went through her second round of assessments and was found that she is fit to stand Mm -hmm. trial. So so we shall see uh, what happens here. But for now, everything gets put on hold uh, for her for her charges anyway, Mm -hmm. while she goes into the hospital. Now, I think the first commitment is 90 days, 90 days. Yep. Yeah. So and then if that doesn't work, the second commitment is 180 180 days. Yeah. So we will see a reevaluation of her come up in about 90 days Mm -hmm. and determine if she can be released from the hospital, go back to jail and then, you know, be able to face trial or not. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's you've seen it all over in our YouTube comments. We've talked about it, that things don't seem quite right with Sarah. No, this is certainly um, confirmation of that. So, yeah, we'll keep an eye on things. Still no report of having found Michael Vaughn's body. However, we don't know if they have or not. They're holding things very tight. They are, but they are still excavating. So they are. But uh, the, of course, the search will go on. Even though Sarah's portion of this case has stayed, the search will go on. Mm -hmm. Uh, We still haven't seen any charges yet against her husband. Uh, And so, you know, but they've got lots of time on that because he's incarcerated. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, she also was supposed to stand trial the first part of December on federal firearms charges. So curious to see, I'm assuming that all matters against Sarah will probably be paused for now, Uh, but that's a different ball of wax entirely. It's federal. And so I don't know exactly what, but I would think that if she's found to be incompetent, I would imagine that the feds would not want to move forward either because that just opens the door to all kinds of appeals and constitutional Mm -hmm. rights violations and things in the future. So yeah, for now, I think what we're going to see is Sarah go off to a hospital, which is clearly yeah. good for her. Mm-hmm. She um, is not doing well. That's, no, that's she seems obvious. very unwell. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So, um, interesting in the uh, the bail agreement or the bond agreement for her to get out of jail mm-hmm. on the the firearms charges because see that happened in May and her husband right. Stacy has been in jail since May yes. in uh, in actually in an Idaho jail but in federal custody. Just yeah. that's where he was placed. But she got out nearly immediately. She did. Um, and it was, it, it, the, it's hard to tell from the uh, the charging documents exactly, or the, the bail documents exactly why she got out. Yeah. It doesn't seem like she made bond. It seems like more like an, 
ROR, like own recognizance kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Not entirely sure, but there was a long list of things she would have to do to maintain uh, that status. One right. of them was uh, seek uh, extensive mental health treatment and pay for it. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I, I would say that it, I, I suspect it's likely that when they arrested her back in May, she was quite unwell. And that they so. were not wanting to not hold her in jail, but want her to get some mental health treatment, which mm -hmm. I'm assuming she did not get. But I, it sure doesn't appear that way. She's kind of gone yeah. more the way of getting hardcore Christianity. Um, yes. Based on her social media, as we've talked about. So mm -hmm. it, I think it's good. It's good for her. It's good for this case. Mm -hmm. We want people to be well and, you know, be able to. Participate, participate in their own defense that's the in law. the process yes yeah. that is we don't want anybody who is unable to do that to be uh standing trial no. that's just not good for anybody so mm -hmm. we will keep you posted as we see um more things roll out because yeah. there's lots still going on in the michael bond case mm -hmm. and katie i'm going to kick the mic back to you okay. for our main case All right. So as many of you know and have been following the uh, the Simon case here that's been playing out, the Quentin mm -hmm. Simon case, uh, this is a 20-month-old darling little guy who's been missing since October 5th. Um, stories immediately were conflicting from mom. First of all, she her boyfriend said that he saw him at 6 a.m. before he left. Mom says she got out of bed at 9. Later, the story changed to 9.30. And that the door was open and he was gone. Later, Mom told the police that uh, his bio dad snuck into their house in the middle of the night and took him. And the police yeah. went straight to bio dad and interviewed him and deemed that to be absolutely untrue. Mm -hmm. That he had not even spoken to her in several months. Yeah. And had a you know, a good alibi. Immediately, the police called her their main suspect. Um, mm. The public has been very, very frustrated that she hasn't been arrested. They had reason to believe, and this is still evidence that we don't know exactly what the evidence is, but they had reason mm. to believe that uh, little Quentin had been placed uh, in a dumpster and that that dumpster had been hauled to a certain landfill. Yeah. And it's been uh, more than a month now that they have been combing this landfill. They've gone through more than a million pounds of garbage looking. Mm -hmm. And on Friday, they finally found remains and mm -hmm. sent those remains to Quantico to have them verified. What they know right now is that they are human remains. They are reasonably sure that they are Quentin's. Mm -hmm. And based on that and some other evidence, according to the police, uh, that was enough today to go ahead and arrest his mother, Leilani. Yeah. So I'm going to start us mm -hmm. off here with the press conference. And then we'll go on from there. So I'm going to share a screen here. So that we can do that. And this is just the first few minutes of the press conference. But sure. I have so much respect for the uh, police that have handled this for the way they have uh, teamed up with the FBI and that they've worked beautifully with them uh, and for the way they were so unwilling to give up 
only five oh percent of cases where there is a landfill search arc turn up anything five percent and yet they have been searching for more than a month can you imagine searching through a million pounds of landfill no oh i cannot yep all right well here we go Good, e good evening, everybody. Um, Jeff Hadley, I'm the Chief of Police for the Chatham County Police Department. I'm accompanied this evening by Will Clark with the Federal Bureau of Investigation. This afternoon, Chatham County Police Department detectives arrested 22-year-old Lulani Simon and charged her with malice murder, concealing the death of another person, false reporting, and making false statements in connection with the disappearance and death of her son, 20-month-old Quentin Simon. Lilani Simon is being held at the Chatham County Detention Center and is awaiting a bond hearing. We do not anticipate any other arrests in this case. She has been the sole suspect from the beginning. On Friday, our search teams at the Waste Management Landfill found what they believed were human remains. This afternoon, the FBI lab in Quantico, Virginia confirmed that they are, in fact, human remains. Additional testing, including a DNA analysis, is being conducted, and we have every reason to believe that this will confirm the remains are Clinton's. This is a heartbreaking development for everyone who loved Quentin, for the many people who came to know him after his disappearance, and for our department. When we first received the call that Quentin was missing, we were hopeful that we would find him alive and unharmed. But as we have been telling you for weeks, all of our evidence pointed to his mother being responsible for his death and disappearance and his remains being found in the landfill. I would like to thank the many people and agencies who worked hard to ensure that Quentin was found, that he would have a proper resting place and that justice would be served. First and foremost, I wanna thank the FBI. We are incredibly grateful for their invaluable assistance their expertise, their manpower, resources, and guidance are unmatched and were crucial in our efforts to find Quentin. They were on the scene within three hours of Quentin being reported missing and have assisted with every aspect of this investigation. The resources they poured into the landfill search are extraordinary and are the reason that we were able to find Quentin. I can't thank them enough. Chatham County Police Department's Criminal Investigation Division also deserves special recognition. Their devotion to Quentin to making sure this crime did not go unsolved is an example of police work at its finest. Our detectives worked tirelessly and were determined to follow every lead and uncover every piece of evidence in this case. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation, Chatham County Sheriff's Office, and Department of Natural Resources all had officers searching the landfill alongside our officers and the FBI. The support of the Chatham County Emergency Management Agency, Chatham Emergency Services, Chatham Occupational Safety and Health, Savannah Police and Savannah Fire also were invaluable in this massive effort. Finally, I would like to thank the many people who showed their support for our department during this incredibly difficult and important investigation. We appreciate those who kept faith in the system and waited patiently for evidence we needed to make sure Quentin has every opportunity to receive the justice he deserves.
Okay. Yeah. I mean, first of all, if some of the other police departments that we have been covering over the years could use Chief Hadley as an example of the way things should be done, of humility, of not letting your pride and your ego get in the way of solving a case, Mm -hmm. we'd have a whole lot more cases solved. We sure would. And his willingness to work with all of these other departments, mm-hmm. you know, not, Absolutely. yeah, like you said, humility and just not getting into pissing matches with other people and, and asking for help. Gosh, yeah. This is an unbelievable undertaking to have found this little boy. It absolutely is. And I just mm-hmm. really honor that, that, uh, that, that is why he was found. And, and the fact that he's willing to give credit where it's due and also let those resources in from the get-go. It seems like that's how things should be. Mm-hmm. It is. But it isn't. No, no, this is not a common way to handle a missing person's case. Unfortunately, it should be. But we find yes. a lot of uh, counties, particularly, uh, that are very suspicious of the FBI. They don't want to cooperate with them. And the FBI won't get involved until they ask them to. Right. And here they are. Anyway, so much appreciated, and I'm so glad for that. And then, of course, uh, you know, Miss Leilani in cuffs. Do you guys remember, some of you that have followed this case, remember that she made a statement in the news a couple of weeks ago? I can never forget it. If the time comes that I am found to be responsible, I will turn myself into the police department myself. Well, Leilani, Such the time came. And did you turn yourself into the police department yourself? No, bitch, you did not. No. But you got arrested nonetheless. Here's a little clip of her getting or, uh, in cuffs being led to the police department. You notice she's got a hoodie pulled down over her face. Uh, honey. Too late, lady. We all know who we are. One of the challenges, uh, and I don't want to say it's a challenge in a negative way, because I think that public involvement with these cases is what's helping get them solved, because there's so much pressure on mm-hmm. departments. In this case, I mean, I think the department's been great, but, you know, we see it all over the country. We see it like with Oakley Carlson and mm-hmm. so many other cases where it's taking the public getting damn mad and being very loud to get anything done. In this case, there have been protesters at her home all hours of the day and night. Um, The police finally said, you got to stop. We cannot. We're so busy trying to find Quentin. And we have been called out to her house more than 50 times Mm. because of her or her neighbors being harassed by people. And you can't do this. Mm. So they kind of, uh, some of the protesters moved to the police department and they were like, yeah, you want to pick it here? You want to protest here? Do it all day long. Just get out of that neighborhood. Yeah. Um, most people did. Some didn't. Some arrests had to be made. I mean, it's been wild, but people were not going to sit down and shut up on this one. Not one bit. Well, we all can think of how many cases that are unsolved. 
of missing children and missing adults and missing teenagers Mm -hmm. that never get solved, that never get any attention at all. And I think Mm -hmm. that this happens in your community. You're Mm -hmm. damn tired of that. You know, I mean, our our murder solve rate in the U.S. is sitting at right about 50 percent, which is pathetic. It is at an all time low. It is at a reporting the history of reporting mm-hmm. of of resolving murders mm-hmm. low. Yeah. And I do think that um, here in the U.S. people have had enough. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And these, uh, you know, neighborhoods or communities of people that uh, get very loud and wild about it and won't let it go away, that is needed and necessary. Yes. How yes. many parents have we seen over the years pleading for someone to give a shit about their missing kid? You know, we have we have Dylan Rounds in, in yep. southern Utah, who's from mm-hmm. our area where we live, mm-hmm. um, still maybe three months out now or more. More. Yeah, more. And but yeah. So little. Mm-hmm. So little care. So much mm-hmm. bullshit that's gone on with the Box Elder yeah. um, County there, sheriffs. Oh, and- yeah. You can see why people do this stuff. I would. Absolutely. It was my community because it's it is becoming harder and harder to trust that mm-hmm. the police will take something, you know, seriously. Yeah. yeah. And, and obviously they have in this case, but you can yes. see why people are worried that they need Certainly. to put a lot of pressure on law enforcement to actually do their job. Yes. But Leilani has also pissed people off publicly. Oh boy, hasn't she? Um, there was one instance where she and her mother were seen at a bar doing shots while while all of this uh the searching is going on there are hundreds of people in the landfill searching for her child and she and her mom are at the bar throwing back shots yeah i mean fine if you feel like you need a drink because you're stressed out do it in your house right i mean that's just gross her demeanor all along has not Mm -hmm. been the demeanor of a grieving mother at all Mm -hmm. now the charge malicious murder Yes. There's little different charges. You know, every state kind of has their little uh, differences. And this is one of them in Georgia. Murder and malicious murder are two different things. Murder could mean uh, that it was an accident or that it was unplanned or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. Malicious murder means that you did it on purpose. So first degree murder. Mm -hmm. Malicious murder is much worse. Um, And the Depending on the situation, malicious murder can result in uh, a lifetime in prison with parole. Without parole, it can also result in the death penalty. Mm-hmm. So it is, it's a high crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which tells you a lot. They know because again, more than they, know. they know quite a lot more. Yeah. Now, we're recording this on Monday night. Uh, Tuesday, I believe, she'll have a bond hearing. We may be able to see the uh, probable cause affidavit then. We have not seen it yet. So there's some definitely some details forthcoming that we'll be sharing on Wednesday, on Wednesday night case updates about this case because there's just not, everything is not known yet. Everything still won't be known because they've got to protect their case because this will be going to trial most likely. Right. Well, probable cause affidavits lately are just always sealed. And I think Mm -hmm. it is because of people like us, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. That they are. And I don't want ever to do anything that would jeopardize a trial in any way. But it is frustrating because clearly 
Mm-hmm. If they can call this malicious murder, they know. They know. Something. Well, like they said, we've been telling you all along she was our main suspect. And also, we don't think that anyone else was involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That says it all. Yeah, sure it does. So, for, we hope that poor little Quentin, I don't know, rests, rests in peace, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, it's just, it's so horrifying. Um, I'm going to lead us out from this uh, segment with a video that I took off of her Facebook page. Where did it all go wrong? And for those listening and not watching, it's a scrolling video of lots of pictures of baby Quentin Mm -hmm. getting bigger and bigger and bigger. This video was, uh, was made a year or so ago, but I don't think it's all of Quentin. I believe it's also of one of her other children. She Mm -hmm. actually has two other children that, uh, have been taken into CPS custody. Thank God. Uh, There was an article on the Daily Mail where they did speak to the bio dad, who, by the way, they call him Bubba. Uh, The bio dad has been through absolute hell this last month. His mother died from kidney failure. His father was struck by a vehicle and killed. God. And baby Quentin. Wow. That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's unbelievable what he has been through. So he lives about 85 miles away from them. Mm -hmm. Um, His name is Bubba Moss. I don't think that's exactly his name, but that's what they call him. Mm -hmm. He says that, uh, he said about Leilani, he said, I told police. She's going to hurt that baby. I said, I didn't know what was going on. Hell, I haven't heard from her to six to seven months. She's a terrible person and she's going to jail or hell. She's evil. She shouldn't be in society. If she didn't want him, she could have told me. I would have come and got him. I'm not sure exactly what the circumstances are between the two of them, but I would say they're probably not great. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, very concerning, though, that he knew that. Mm-hmm. What has right. he done? You know, and I know he's been through a lot. I don't mean to put him on blast, but I mean, if he knew that, why wasn't he trying to get that baby from her? I don't know that he hadn't been. Maybe he had, or just didn't have the means to. You know, I mean, I realize that that's a. That's there was a some choice. talk that she was actually losing custody of him, of her children, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that she was going to have to start paying some child support mm-hmm. on them. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm quite sure that Quentin was actually in the custody of her mother, who happened to not be in town when this all happened. But uh, she was told she was going to have to start paying $150 a month in child support, and she was soups uncool with that. Was this all about $150? Was it? Kind of sounds like it could be. Mm -hmm. That's horrific. Yeah. So... That's where things sit, but of course, we'll keep you posted. And Chrissy, I'm going to turn the mic back over to you for another true crime update. Yes. So we all know about the problems with child sexual abuse in the Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. It's been a big thing in the last while, but I wanted to share 
Um, the attorney general in Maryland, his name is Brian Frosch, has been pushing for a release of his office's entire investigation into the physical and sexual abuse in the Archdiocese of Baltimore. Wow. They investigated more than 80 years oh. of, of reports. And what they found is that in that archdiocese, not mm -hmm. one parish did not have, was safe, was safe from sexual abuse and of children. My Every God. single parish. Mm -hmm. uh, it, this is a 465-page document. Clearly, I don't want to read it. Nobody wants to read it. Mm -hmm. um, but it's really important to understand how very broad this is. And, you know, ha has it genuinely actually stopped? Because I think that's unlikely. The way that things have been handled up to this point, not nearly enough people have been prosecuted. Mm -hmm. And many have, but it's still not enough. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that there's been a there's been a statement going around lately. And Katie, I know that you used it recently and got in some trouble on Facebook. But, uh, <laughs> you know, the idea that yeah. uh, it's much more you're much more likely to be sexually assaulted at church than you are at a drag show or a pride parade or a reading time with the queens or any other LGBT event. Mm -hmm. And. Studies like this just continue to show us that. And yet, the backlash that's being hit in the LGBT community and the, the word of the youth groomers and all of these things mm -hmm. is simply subterfuge, you guys. Mm -hmm. it's, it's being used to demonize the LGBTQIA community, and it is also being used as a way to distract from the reality of how prevalent this has been, and this is just mm -hmm. the Catholic church, you guys, because yeah. it's not like it's the only one. Trust me. We could tell you some stories about Mormonism that you would just curl your hair. And we have mm -hmm. both some. Yeah. And uh, there's been a lot of looking into Baptist churches in the Southern States as mm -hmm. well. I mean, literally Christian churches have become and not even become have been for right. a long time. Bastions of transsexual mm -hmm. abuse. You gotta wise up. You gotta yep. wake up to what is actually real, what there's actual data to back up. Mm -hmm. And this is it. Absolutely. So that's a New York Times article. Um, it will be linked in the show notes so that you can mm -hmm. go and read it. Um, it's just absolutely horrifying. And he the 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 report was initially like an internal review. Yeah. And he wants the entire 465 page report to be published because mm -hmm. He is sick uh -huh. to think that people don't know yep. or don't believe it. More more likely don't believe it than right. don't know. But the, the, well, the, if nothing else, parents need to recognize and understand right. just because this person claims to be a man or a woman of God doesn't mean that they are. It doesn't mean that your kids are safe with them at mm -hmm. all. Not in the least. Yep. Not in the least. So that's what I have. Okay. Well, this has been Tuesday. We will be back Wednesday with a brand new episode. We'll be back Wednesday night with Wednesday night case updates. 
And then uh, we'll be off the rest of the week to do Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving week here in the U.S. So that's what we have still coming up this uh, week. Uh, take good care of yourself, uh, my friends. It's been a hard crime time the last week mm -hmm. or so, especially. Things have just been, for true crimers, man, it's been uh, ugly and stressful, especially in Idaho. It's been so hard uh, with really all that we have going hard. on. Yes. And take breaks, you know, do happy things, do good things, be good to each other. It's important. Mental health care is important. If it's beginning to be too much for you, take a break for a minute. That's okay too. We all have to take good care of ourselves before we can ever take good care of other people, right? So true. Absolutely. You deserve Feel free good to things take a break. Too. Yeah. For sure. Or don't and just send a lot of good vibes the ways of the, the victims and the families. You do it your way. But please sure. take care of yourselves as well. Yes. All righty. Well, this has been yet another production of the True Crime Squad. Take care. Bye, everybody.